Hey, everybody. This is the Turtle Reefs Podcast. I'm Clay Foreman. I'm Melissa. And uh, we're going to be talking about the Sandman comic book t- uh, today. Um, volume one. Volume one, my favorite comic book of all time. I think it probably like revolution or changed the comic book industry from fall- failing to coming back up. But uh, yeah, because they added sex and rape and sh- all that good shit. That's why. Yeah, eyeball eating. Yeah, and all that shit. When what years? What decades were those? Because I think I feel like I remember that cultural shift from um, cart from comic books going from these sort of slowly ir- growing irrelevant cartoonish uh, it, strips to something that was like darker and more adult. It was uh, released in 1989. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, it, it was like right after they have like the gold age of comics and the silver. It was like right after the silver age of comics where people were like, oh, shit's getting redundant and stuff. And then Neil Gaiman was like, well, well, it was really Alan Moore. And then Neil Gaiman came in and joined Alan Moore's like with Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil Gaiman jumped on DC Vertigo, which is what was releasing Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what uh, Sandman's released on. And he was like, Oh, I'm going to do some crazy shit with this. So, yeah. Yeah. And it shifted everything. Because yeah. I remember as a kid growing up, all the comic books were pretty racy. There was, and there was um, Hellraiser. No, was it, is that the name Hellblazer. of it? Hell, Hell. With Constantine, John Constantine? I don't think it was Constantine. No, it was the one, it was the, the black guy cop who oh, went to Spawn. hell. Spawn. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Spawn. That was super dark yeah. and um, pretty, pretty uh, evil. Yeah, that was uh, Spawn. Oh, another good one, Robert Kirkman. He did uh, um, The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. He also did In- right. Invincible. Yeah. Then there was The Watchmen. Right. When did that come out? Yeah, Watchmen was great. Uh, I forget when that one came out. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's fine. Yeah. Well, but the point is, all of these comics just shifted the cultural perspective about comic well graphic it started to get called graphic novels probably around that point yeah and everything changed i mean there's no real distinction it's like comic book is a graphic novel i feel like graphic novel is just a comic book with some more words (laughs) that's basically it that that was my perception of it from the beginning i was like this is a comic book with more words nice (laughs) um but yeah uh you said you wanted to discuss the i have a Fairly large scar on my head. And, it's not a uh, scar yet. Uh, not you gotta a scar take care yet. of it. It's a pretty big cut. Um, or was. Yeah, let's see it. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, you'll be okay. But damn, dude. Yeah. All right. Um. So yeah, Halloween. Uh, I went a little too hard, and uh, I decided to drink. Uh, I was seven drinks and five bowls deep. Mm-hmm. Four grams of mushroom chocolates yeah. and a thousand milligram THC chocolate bar. I ate all at once. You were bowls deep in all that shit. Just bowls deep. Oh, and spaghetti. Don't forget the spaghetti because some people think it was a spaghetti that made me pass out. No, that's totally. <laughs> no, for real. Yeah, you're, you might be right. You, you, you know what your problem is? You got too much hubris. That's what your problem is. Too much hubris. You were like, I can, I can out drink everybody. That's how you always, you always, you always had that kind of vibe. Like, oh yeah, you know, I, Look, I, I can hang, with, and nobody can hang with me. And now, this is what happens. I mean, I still think I can. You my- can. <laughs> you still gotta watch it. You know. I, I think most people would have been out like half through half of what I did that night. 
That's true. <laughs> but they would have woken up with the same uh, fucking yeah. ding on the head. So yeah. does it make a difference? I don't think it <laughs> And listen, I'm saying this as someone who has done what you did. It's just, I'm not even coming from a place of like, I don't relate to that. I have, do- I have done what you did. This has happened to me before. This happened on my birthday, uh, I don't know, like 10 years ago. And... And I was, I wanted to go hard. I was like, yeah, I'm going to fucking party. It's my birthday. I want to do shrooms. Uh. And then people just started giving me drugs. Just <laughs> left and right. I'm like, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. Right. And people started giving me free uh, beer. And at the time I wanted like the thickest, grossest kind of beers. So they would just give me all those gross like oat stouts. Yeah. Which is stout, upset IPA, stomach. Bullshit. Fuck that. Yeah. And then people were giving me like pills right? and like, hey, smoke this. And I'm like, yeah, I'm cool. And uh, and this is all in preparation for taking mushrooms. Right. And then uh, somebody gave me a, a dish of greasy fries with cheese. And that's something about that. Something about the food with the yeah. substances. I think it's if you're... If you suddenly find yourself just fuck just bowls deep like you and then somebody offers you like greasy carbs, I think that is the catalyst. I think it sets off a chain reaction because uh, then I started to feel not good. And then I took the mushrooms. I went to this friend's house. We were all going to watch Casper the Friendly Ghost. Right. I was like, I got to pee. I stand up. I, I just passed out. My head cracked on a bench behind me. I was just out cold. And then my friend slapped me awake. I thought he was a cop, right? And I'm like, I do nothing, you know. I'm okay, officer. No, I'm pretty sure for me it was the thousand milligram THC bar that I ate all at once. Yeah. That I think that one, because that was like right at the end, like 30 minutes before I did, I passed out, and uh, it was like I I was just like, ah, fuck it. What? Like everything else, I was pacing out. I was doing one gram of mushroom every hour, and I was, you know. Uh, drink every hour or so and shit i was pacing everything out and then that chocolate bar i was just like fuck it i'm gonna do a thousand milligrams at once and then yeah i just conked out and then even whenever i woke up brandon was like having to hold me up at the bar i was just like fading over and over again and i'm like yeah that was that was probably that for sure you you want some uh thc chocolates you asking me right now Uh, i have some at home i can i can get to you no no I, I, you don't have to eat the whole bar at once. I can't do THD. You know me. I do mushrooms. That's it. You don't. You never tried like, like slight edible before you go to sleep or something. I tried an edible one time, and for the whole rest of the day, people had to carry me around like I was a mannequin, and, yeah, and I had cool. to do. I had to do stand up. It was. It sucked. I felt like I was moving underwater. I'm like doing crowd work and shit. It's stupid. Oh, that's what I was saying, dude. Before you go to sleep, get, get I to asked me. this one guy. I was like, hey, you have nice dimples. And he's like, thanks. I was like, how long have you had them? And I meant it. That's how fucked up I was. That's how messed up I was. Hey, not every dimple is... I waited for an answer. (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) I just, I can't do, I just know I can't do them. Maybe there's a type, but then here's the thing. Even the kinds that don't give me anxiety... I have a problem with those for different reasons because I actually am uncomfortable by the fact that they they take away my anxiety. I don't like it because it, <laughs> it's artificial. It makes me feel like a sociopath. It, like I become sociopathic. Like I look at people, I'm cold. You know what I mean? I, I become an asshole and it's not good. Uh, no, no, I am one. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, look, if I didn't have this fu- this like all-consuming anxiety that I'm going to hurt somebody, I would not be nice. You know what I mean? 
because I'm a fucking dick. I'm not a nice person. You know what I mean? <laughs> and because I know that, it's, it terrifies me. So I'm always like, you okay? You know, like, yeah. And I hold back and I will say things because I will say really, I can say really mean shit, right? People can say, <laughs> people can hurt people. I don't want to, I'm a fucking asshole. I'm not going to do it. So yeah. when I'm, when I, I took a, a whatever, sativa, whatever, right? And then the minute I felt that, I felt, I felt like, I just I was just looking at people and I was like, you're nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can I, and every, anything they said, I was just like, this is petty. <laughs> like, I'm uninterested in you. Probably and it, wrong. I, that's the thing, though. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm not wrong. But nobody needs to hear that. Right. People just trying to get their DoorDash, Right. And, and whatever. Like, they don't need me there going like, you know, how do you live with yourself? Like, I can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't, I, I don't want to be that person. I would be that person. I'm not nice. <laughs> so I, I have to, so I need the anxiety. It's it's like, a, it's a, it's a gate. It's a fence around me. Okay. Yes, trust me. <laughs> I'm not a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're always nice to me. <laughs> well, I like you, but you know, I'm, I'm not nice. That, but I like you and I like you <laughs> that's it <laughs> no, I'd be nice to anybody I'm, ne- I'm not mean to anybody but it's it's that anxiety so that's why I need it I keep it no sativa for me okay that's it um but yeah back to the book uh <laughs> I guess <laughs> the ADD um so yeah uh I, one of my favorite parts of it of the whole story is the uh dream vortex kind of arc with uh rose walker yeah that one was great uh, i love that whole with the fiddler's green the corinthian um the guy with uh teeth instead of eyes yeah instead of eyeballs wow yeah yeah he's uh like the original nightmare for of serial killers mm-hmm. and shit like that mm-hmm. that that serial killer convention was crazy well, yeah, but well, it was spelled cereal as in cereal box. <laughs> so it was like a cereal convention. Yeah. And that's the whole joke, right? So it's so even serial killers, they love puns, oh, right? Yeah. They just love them, right? And uh, everybody likes existing under this uh, verbal irony. And so they're they're at this cereal convention and they're just all going to different panels to hear discussions about various yeah. serial killing topics. Yeah, like the religious G- ones. Yeah, like the Jesus one. Like Jesus told me, so obviously, right? Yeah, the um, all women's killer panel and the all women's kill yeah it's like gender diversity and serial killing it's like i i kill you know i'm not just some black widow that's a stereotype but yeah it's like I, i'm a fucking murderer it's like yeah you go girl what girl boss serial killer right yeah it's interesting because in that storyline um it basically culminates with you, what you discover is that the serial killer convention is kind of the thing that it's brought about by the Corinthian, who is a nightmare mm-hmm. character from the dream world. Yeah. Right. So it's almost uh, it's this uh, malignant dream character that's manipulating people yeah. into thinking that they are uh, soldiers of darkness. That's what he says in the yeah. story in the plot. Right. And then uh, there is one character that's a serial killer that 
he tries that Neil Gaiman tries to write as um, like more fucked up and self-aware. He's just sitting there like, I don't know, man. I just get off on it. You know, I feel yeah. like I just want to talk to somebody. But like nobody wants to listen to him because he's just lame. Yeah. Right? He's like a he's like a lame He's like a bitchy serial killer. It's <laughs> annoying. Uh, and then at the end, the Morpheus character, the main the Lord of the dream world. Right. He comes and he um, basically reveals to them who they really are to themselves as yeah. their punishment and then he takes the corinthian and he's like come on yeah they're all living in this fantasy like for some reason that what they're doing is right yeah and it's so righteous. that's the that's the fantasy that they've created the story that they've created in their mm-hmm. head and he just takes all that story away he's like no nope, here's what you really are mm-hmm. here's a mirror and then they have they just walk away in the actually in the show uh, there's a netflix show of uh, based on this comic in the show they all just basically go into their cars and commit suicide oh do they <laughs> yeah. they all just go and kill themselves that's appropriate <laughs> i suppose but see that that's a that's a literary device right and yeah. that's like a person watching the show and they want to give you something that'll make you feel morally yeah good yeah in the comic they just kind of walk off into yeah. the night <laughs> is that kind of interesting yeah so he kind of serial kills all of these characters for the stimulation of the audience. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? It's like we're all engaged in this murderous lust for death one yeah. way or the other. Right. Yeah. So in a way, the audience feels self-righteous about these people killing themselves. A murder. Right. A murder. A murder being perpetrated for their entertainment. Yeah. Right, yeah, it has, a visual murder. It, it does show like the difference between like it, even them walking into the night in the comic book. It could be kind of interpreted as like them going off and you know killing themselves. You could kind of interpret it that way. Now everything has to be kind of spoon fed to people so mm-hmm. much that they're like, we're not even going to leave any any chance. There's any question they kill themselves. Like, well, because one of them shoots himself in the head <laughs> in his car, and it's like, okay, all right, they're you're they they have to. Nowadays, I feel like they have to ramp everything up. They can't leave anything to question. Well, they what I think what the thing is, is what's happening is that they want to have moral absolutism. Right. You want to always be clearly, morally, absolutely correct. Correct. Yeah. In quotations. And for that scenario, for a crowd of people sitting in their living rooms watching this show, the moral absolutist position is like those people should fucking kill themselves. Yeah. And what I'm saying is those people sitting on that couch are fucking shitheads <laughs> also. Right. Because I, I don't I I don't think that they should necessarily kill themselves. I don't know. And I don't even know why I feel that way. But a lot of people who are serial killers are sociopaths. Uh, they actually have like legitimate chemical imbalances you could see it on a brain scan you could see psychopathy in the brain you can see it so there's something wrong so the the moral absolute position like this is good right means dick yeah do you know what i'm saying means fucking zilch this is just your serial killing impulse wanting to have a safe space to see other people get murdered in a way that you feel self-righteous, which is exactly what those serial killer characters are doing in their little worlds. Yeah. Right. So what you're seeing is a mirror image when you see that person go shoot themselves in the head in that show. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because everybody here 
is bad. Humans are not good. You know what I mean? Like we're good and bad, but we are all killers. We're all, we all have that shit. Uh, and some people have a chemical fucked or they're fucked up from their childhood or something like that. But I've seen videos of um, interviews with sociopaths who, <laughs> okay, there's this one that I saw. It's this uh, black guy who basically, because he was talented at killing, just fell into organized crime. He was just so amazing at it. He was a talent that people would just hire him and he could charge a premium. Because he would just go fucking kill people. He he didn't give a shit, right? He'd go through, like some guy fe- fucks with his girlfriend, throw her out the fucking window. You know what I mean? After he shoots him five times in the kneecaps, right? And and he was just good at it, right? He went to jail. He finally got caught. Um, Eventually he got released on uh, good behavior long period after, because they couldn't prove a lot of those murders. But he murdered hundreds of people. This is a prolific killer. And now you know what this guy does? He's a community leader at his local church and he gives food to the homeless. Yeah. Right. But here's the thing. He probably won't kill again because in his cold lizard brain. Right. Which is probably you. You probably see a brain scan that he's fucked up. Right. In his cold little, little lizard brain. He realized that he could get the same level of respect and fear from the community if he used the power of the church to do it. Right. Yeah. So the issue with psychopaths is not uh, what's wrong with th- what is wrong with them. What's uh, genetically anomalous. It's just that we don't know how to redirect them to seeing that there's a benefit to being uh, feared within the bounds of the law. Yeah. Right. That's it. You get trained these little fucking lizard people <laughs> to be like <laughs> to be like, look, it's benefit you more. You live longer. <laughs> I so much about you and I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, <laughs> so the anxiety is a offense. <laughs> well, I don't think I'm a psychopath, but I, I don't know. I just I have always seen that. I think it's because I grew up in the Bronx, right? I think it's like you grow up around violent people. You start to see that there is no, there is no difference between those people and regular people it's circumstance you know what i mean like what i'm saying is you go look at pictures of uh nazi soldiers looking and you're looking for evil in their eyes or some shit you're not going to fucking find it you know what i mean cuz it's not there it's in all of us there's no evil glint in the eye that's a thing that you can draw on a cartoon right or yeah. portray in a movie or something but that doesn't actually exist it's just us. Yeah. And that's it's almost worse. I don't know. Does this go back to the free will question, uh, conversation we had the last time? Oh, does it? In the sense of, mm-hmm. let's just say, a pedophile. Do they have the choice to make those? Are they making choices or is it innate in who? They're still they're making choices. Of? It's It might be their nature for either a chemical imbalance reason or a trauma trauma reason uh but they're still making a choice uh that's uh, i was molested when i was young and it's a choice it's a choice but it also it's it's circumstance but there's a choice there there's just the the free will thing that article uh i didn't actually read it but i saw the yeah (laughs) yeah, exactly so let's just speculate uh on scientific research but this guy i read the synopsis the the blurb short version and um 
the, essentially the idea is that it's complicated, that the free will question is has more to do with what are the what is the environment that you're coming from? Right. Where have you been nudged in what direction? And it's in terms of that, like it's more like a boat a large ship yeah. moving right so you nudge it this way you because he was saying that basically like you have to change the circumstances uh and your influences and and all that for you to then change uh what you might decide later on yeah be more likely less likely so if you if you live in a violent environment right you see people fucking popping each other off all the time there's gang violence and you're a sociopath you're in your element right this feels like home yeah. feels like you know what to do yeah. And you're going to do it. Yeah. Right. But if you're surrounded by, I don't know, I don't even know what, I don't know what would make a, a sociopath not want to kill, but whatever that is. Just like a nice, peaceful little community. Well, yeah, I guess. But there's like John like, Wayne Gacy, right? There's nice, all those guys. Peaceful community where they're like actually receiving like, you know, like somebody comes and visits them, talks with them like, you know, yeah. every day or so, you know, that like they're actually part of the community, actually feel like they're involved in shit. Yeah. You know, not just in the community and Catholic then priests. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What's their excuse? Right. There's I I feel like that's just at the far end of get having too much power and then being like okay, well, that they're like at the top of that little community structure and the there's that sociopathic part of them that then takes a hold and is like, well, let's see what else we can get away with. Well, you know? I I think, yeah, maybe, but that's saying like uh, that's that whole absolute power corrupts. Oh no, yeah. uh, power corrupts, right? Yeah. Absolute power, corrupts. absolute power. Yeah, the absolute power corrupts absolutely. But I think um, there is a, another aspect to it where you got to think: uh, does it just corrupt? Or are corruptible people attracted to power, right? Where you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So a priest, a Catholic priest, it's like a like teachers, right? CEOs, and, uh, yeah. Supposed to be majority psychopaths or sociopathic, right? In ways, yeah. yeah. But see, that's socio sociopathy being used for our benefit, not in a way that we may we may we may like, right? But it it is right because their success, their growth of their corporation, um benefits everyone who's employed there everyone who gets uh medical benefits from being employed there right all of the profit and where that goes right and it just contributes to the economy right and if you just keep this person <laughs> within the understanding of like don't try not to you know don't go beyond that then that's okay right you can't have a nice person work in finance for example you can't we would the whole country would fucking collapse you need you need killers Oh, this you is, just do. This is like that scene. It's not the devil's advocate. Well, it's just what I say. What the way I see society is is that whether we like to admit it or not, right? We are a group. We have a group dynamic where we push people towards where they are most efficient and where they can most benefit the group as a whole. We just do that, right? Even uh, the prison industrial complex. That's that in a fucked up way. If you think about it and you think about what really happens to those people in there and who they actually are, if we're being honest. Right. A lot of these people uh, it's like low functioning. Right. And it's in the sense that like it's hard for them to figure out how to navigate this fucking society and be successful for whatever reason. Right. Low functioning. Um, eventually they go to jail. Right. Because they make mistakes. They end up in jail. And also some of them, a lot of them 
suck as people, right? Let's not forget that. They're not all, it's not Shawshank Redemption, okay? Yeah. Not everybody. But <laughs> it's like, so they did it. <laughs> like, I hate when people, cause I have a joke about my brother being in jail and people get all tense and it's like, you know, they did it, right? A lot of them, you know that, right? What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> and, um, but they just end up there, right? And then they are immediately exploded by that system in so many fucked up ways. Like the the families that go visit them, the people in prison, it's like being at an airport. Everything's at a premium. You got to pay out the ass for everything. They monitor. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. You do. <laughs> yeah. Literally out the ass. Uh, they monitor everything that goes in and out. Uh, they'll confiscate half the things. Some of them will just take what you bring your your son. Right. Uh, and then on top of that, you work for less than minimum wage. Yeah. Right. You're getting exploited. But. This is an efficient system of exploiting low functioning people. And that's actually probably what they're worth in the job market in a fucked up way. Right. And I'm, I'm just I'm sorry. This is just I'm just saying it like honest. Right. Uh, and it, it doesn't make it morally good. It doesn't make it right. But it is interesting, I think, to see how without even thinking about it, we created this efficient little industry for yeah. for low wage labor. When we tried so hard to have a minimum wage, it means fucking nothing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That whole conversation about the the psychopath and like making people do it's uh like the scene from the in the diner with uh Doctor D. Yeah. Yeah, where he's just literally like making the this group. Uh, it's a character in Sandman. He he has this power of this amulet to basically make people dream whatever they he wants them to and he just traps these eight people in this diner and start making them do the most fucked up shit like eating themselves eating other, each other uh at one point he just makes them act like animals and then he makes them fuck and then he makes them fight and then he makes them fuck again like it's just it's yeah. wild and yeah he just makes them tap into this more primal yeah. Uh, violent self and then for a second he like gives them back their their consciousness and they're just like why are you doing this to us and then he just like takes it away again and it's like holy fuck like it it, it really is like a, a kind of gl- real quick glimpse into just a psychopath like if he was giving all the power in the world yeah for like 10 people Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then in that story morpheus is always also he just kind of returns him to the psych ward because yeah. ultimately he's like this this uh crystal warped his brain yeah it was it, all trauma it was yeah. like you, you you didn't bring this on yourself well he kind of did he didn't mess with the amulet but it was like a a child's mind that was still kind of fucked with so he's like all right we'll just return you back to arkham asylum yeah nap time yeah nap time. yeah yeah, it's good. But anyway, but that's that's just the thoughts <laughs> that I've had about psychopaths. <laughs> that's what I think. I don't know. I just I don't want to think um, I don't I don't like thinking in terms of moral absolutism. Right. I don't like to think that, that something is right or something is wrong unless it is yeah. unless I can come to that conclusion myself. I don't like when people try to tell me what's good and what's bad. I hate, I hate that. All right. Would you going back to the book? Would you, if you were Nada, the woman in hell, would you have went with Dream? The, would I have banged him or stayed with him or whatever? Stayed with him, married him. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. It, it would have. If I hadn't met Gene. I mean, this is prior to meeting Gene, right? This is this is assuming you're the queen of a of a 
the first African nation mm-hmm. and you know that getting married to Dream, you're going to be the queen of all of Dream world, but your entire civilization gets wiped out. Oh, probably not. You wouldn't? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do the right thing, but I also don't want to have to live with the you know, it's like ah, you know, I got this guy he eats pussy like a dream god, right? Wow. But then a million people died or something. Yeah, okay. I guess not. <laughs> it was yeah, the Whenever he went to hell and uh, like the first time I read it and all of a sudden this chick in hell is just like, oh, you remember me? And he was like, um, and it switched the view from her to her view. And she's seeing him as like this dark, like African looking God thing. I'm like, okay, that's a cool little, everybody sees him different. And then they explain that whole story. I was like, okay, they, they're going to go deep. Then they had the dream of cats. Oh, the cat's dream. Yeah, it is interesting that the main character, Morpheus, the Sandman, mm-hmm. uh, looks different to different ethnic groups, different cultures and different species because yeah. there's a Martian who sees him in its own way. Yeah. And so the cats, I don't. Oh, yeah. I guess the cats also see Morpheus mm-hmm. as a as big a ass big cat. Giant dream cat. Right. Yeah. Who gives them the solution for yeah, being he, subservient to humans? Yeah. He, and he, also tells them that we used to, that cats used to be, um, they were giant bigger than people house and eat cats. Them. And humans were like this tall and we would groom and take care of cats who are our lords and everything. I feel like you like this. I, I feel like you like this reality. Like I you prefer like, it or something. I would like a dog reality more. Do you want big dogs? I would love big dogs. Dogs are just retarded wolves. Yeah. You know how they are literally much easier. They we would be. we took wolves and we made them. Yeah, we made them slower and dumber. Yeah, but do you know how easy it would be to, to like just be like a dog, like giant dog groomer, and like? Do you know? Easy. You know what dogs? You don't want that. You know what? Do- Everything I said about people, ditto for dogs. That's why we like dogs and cats. We you notice that the only things that we made the, the our main pets are. Two intelligent predators. Yeah, neither that we one just of them, made tiny for our own amusement. Look, neither one of these scenarios, giant cat lords or giant dog lords, is going to end with one of them becoming a vegetarian. Like that's not going to happen. But if I have to choose one, I want big fluffy dogs. No, <laughs> because cats, I'm sorry, that's my choice. I don't want the added social dynamic. Uh, because listen. Uh, <laughs> at least a cat there's no bullshit okay the cat was gonna eat you right and so stay away from the cat so at least you know that but a dog well, no, a they, dog in this, in this reality they enslave humans or not enslave but they turn them into servants and shit yeah but a cat so we have to be around them have you seen a cat eat yeah okay when a cat or or a big cat hunt right what do they do they choke it out they choke out the thing until it loses consciousness mm-hmm. and then it eats it that's the best case scenario of eating, being eaten in the wild. Okay, that is the the best, most merciful s- scenario where something cho- lets you lose consciousness before it eats you. That is the best you can hope for. A dog, dogs like to rip things apart for fun together as a as a group. Like they think it's really funny and fun. Like you see a dog play catch, and or frisbee. 
Imagine that, but it's tearing off like strips of your flesh with its buddies, right? Yeah. That that's I don't want that shit. I don't want some fucking. Look, I gotta rip my arm off and go go fetch, and then I gotta try to run away. No. Look, I just want to ride a big, large dream hound. Okay, that's it. But all right, man, it's your funeral. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, bears will just eat your asshole out. Yeah, oh, yeah. your intestines. Oh, yeah, bears, spill out. coyotes, most of those types of animals. Yeah, they start at the asshole or the throat. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very uh prime primal. Uh, yeah, we we start at the Tyson Chicken Factory. <laughs> Yummy. Uh, so I think nuggets. Uh, yes. Apparently, like eyeballs have like a, a good bit of nutrients of from your whole body. And you like, know that why? I, I was reading the thing on Nature is Metal, <laughs> and they had a video of like a coyote like just pulling out just an eyeball and it popping in his mouth, and they're like, it has like every nutrient in your body. For so, some reason, they have like a little bit of everything in your eye. Yeah. So it's like. That's yeah. like one of the most nutrient dense things in a human body is the eyeball. So that's <sighs> generally what that's why ravens go for it. Yeah, but I don't want to eat an eye. I mean, make a smoothie, maybe. I don't know. Dude, my mom, when I was a kid, she told me that if I ate fish eyes, I, I would be able to see again. Wow. You know I mean, I fish eyeballs I dug out before my mom finished uh, preparing a fish. And I'm like, oh, wait, 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 wait. And I would come with my index finger and just scratch out the eyeballs and then and then drink them like uh, like vitamins. <laughs> mm. My mom just stuck to carrots. My mom just stuck to carrots. Oh, she's like, hey, carrots help the eyes. Yeah, but every time I drank it, <laughs> I every time I drank it, I'd be like, all right, man, I'm gonna see any any fucking day now, man. Uh, and it's not like you're goodbye, even glasses. like that blind. You just wear glasses. Yes. It's like, it's not even... Moderate astigmatism. It's not that bad. Your mom was the original asshole. Yeah. That's where I get it from. My whole family, my mom's side of the family, crazy. Crazy. Like, not even crazy. Dominican. My mom's side is Dominican. My dad's side's Puerto Rican. My dad's side is, they're just, they are chill, um, distant people they do their own thing bureaucratic right they like they work for city jobs and stuff like that my mom's side of the family very much more eclectic and and like my grandmother was a professional santera witch lady she made money doing that she's a hustler it's hustlers that's my mom's side of the family's hustlers dominicans hustle they uh they got to gotta eat but um yeah my mom is, is my grandmother's probably the original or maybe her Mom, I don't even know how far back it goes. This curse, <laughs> but it's do you there. think your grandmother would try to trap death, like in the beginning of the book? Yeah, my grandmother. Yeah, <laughs> my grandmother loved fights. She loved conflict. Oh, okay. It was her favorite thing. She she would watch um, boxing matches. She would watch soap operas. <laughs> but it's it's all the same to her. She doesn't care. For her, a soap opera and a boxing match, same fucking thing. She would start fights for fun. And and um, she would do this thing where she'd she'd start a fight and start yelling self righteously like What do you mean? You think I stole the? And she would stand next to the window so the neighbors could hear. So then she can go and brag about her her vanquished family later on. She would be one of those people who watches all the housewives shows and shit. Maybe yeah, she probably would like those. Yeah, she probably think they were kind of trashy though. Oh, okay, she liked the uh, the more 
uh, refined drama of oh, the okay. Mexican novelas. Right? <laughs> women had nice hair, and then then they would just set themselves on fire. It was it was crazier, very very crazy. She liked Ooh, that. Yeah, my my stepdad he he worked on an offshore oil rig for so many years. They had two TV channels, Channel Five and Channel Three. Channel Three played nothing but soap operas. Channel Five was like news in Lafayette and shit, and to this day, like I'll go back home and he'll just be sitting there watching soap operas and shit. And I'm like, how he, he's like one of the more rugged dudes I know, like works with his hands all the time. Carp does carpentry, mm-hmm. built an entire barn at our house and shit. And I'm like, you, your, People like stories. Your main thing is soap operas. Like, we, but you like soap operas in a way. No, they're just repurposed. Their graphic novels are are drawing from from similar archetypes these we like stories people like stories yeah story but not just a story just filled with like weird social drama like it's not going to be like a cool action scene in a soap opera but for a lot of people weird social uh drama is that what you just said yeah yeah that's their that's their life also so yeah. for them that's why they relate to that because it's it's like it's almost it's like why people like wrestling right it's just this fucking over the top like fucking problems right just people coming up to you with their and then you gotta and every day is a battle some over over something dumb and you're fighting over dumb shit and in small communities everywhere right and and so that's relatable but it's relatable but also i haven't like like you said it's it's like what we have in our own lives i have enough of that in my real life i don't need to go watch a story about if if i'm trying to escape well, you yeah. just said it, right? Uh, if if I'm trying to escape the weird social drama that I have in my own life, I'm not I'm not gonna go watch somebody else's weird social drama. But not everybody can gonna, escape like go, that. Every story is. Yeah, man. Every story is the same. You. I'm sorry, not John Wick. John. John Wick isn't weird social drama. You no, know? but we're talking about social, so like uh, uh, narrative constructs yeah. underneath all the stories. Same boy meets girl, right? David and Goliath. It's it's the same. They're all the same. Well, okay, for me at least, I need. Yeah. <laughs> for me at least, I need something besides the just drama. Like I need somebody to get thrown through a window or or fly or fly. Well, but that's that's me too. But that's 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 because you are different from. There's just different levels of how people go through life, and yeah. for some people, uh, it's very, very interesting and and salient the everyday drama because they don't go away from it; they they just live through it, right? Yeah. And then there's other people like you and me who um, uh, ran away into their own little fucking heads, right? And you run away into your little head. And then when you run away into your little head, you discover that your head's actually fucking enormous and that there's a lot of crap in there. It's fucking vast. It never ends. Right. And so you just start filling it up with stories. <laughs> so you need bigger stories than the everyday drama because your head's too big. You got some fucking crazy space in there. You got only dragons. You know what I mean? It's like truckloads yeah. of, of shit you need to just fill in the space. But it's all still the same story. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I agree. I'm just, it, it, yeah, it, it it interests me when every time I hang out with, with him, just like how how he just kind of fell into soap operas and stuff. It's, it's really weird to me. But <laughs> you anyway. really think it's weird? Yeah. I mean. What's he like? Uh, I mean, other than that, he likes like 
old westerns and shit like that. Like me and him will sit down and watch like old school westerns, people shootouts and stuff, and and then he'll go watch just some old dude ha- talking with a woman about you know this. <laughs> Their son. Is that the part that's weird? Is that it's a, it's a dude talking to a woman? No, no. It's like, <laughs> like, it's like why are you second, talking to them? One second we're watching, this you know, weird. like the Unforgiven or something. And You're then, either saving them or fucking them. All right. From a dragon to a dragon. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, it's that, that, uh, anyway. <laughs> What happened right there? I don't know. <laughs> it just went fuck it. <laughs> like three three ways to start what I was about to say started in my head, and I'm like, I'm just not gonna pick one. I'm just gonna <laughs> um but yeah, uh how'd you like how it started? Because I feel like it was an interesting way that he started the whole thing with Dream Morpheus getting captured and right. having to like basically the entire first chapter or like part of it was uh sit and wait (laughs) it was the main character going i'm gonna sit and wait for this motherfucker this old dude to die for his son to take over and then for his son to become old and almost die and just wait for my opportunity to get out of this fucking ball well yeah you look if you if your life is unending you just gotta wait you're when it's when it comes to fighting mortals that's your trump card you just wait yeah so yeah i guess it was that was a good uh that was a good storyline it was it was it was an interesting that he just waited basically just waited for these guys to come down repeatedly and try to bargain with him and get immortality or get power and then he just didn't say anything yeah and then that's what caused like the whole rest of like the dream world then dissolved or kind of like started breaking apart and uh led to the sleeping sickness during yeah. world war ii i think it was mm-hmm. yeah people just stopped being able to sleep some of them couldn't wake up some of them couldn't fall asleep some were having just the most fucked up dreams mm-hmm. uh and then that led to the dream vortex uh all the nightmares getting loose as well as him going to hell and uh that fight between him and the demon was fucking great, where they were transforming into shit. That's another old story. Yeah. That story transcends cultures. Yeah. That's, the, that's an ancient story of uh, shape-shifting battles, and where I become a bird, you become a kite, I become this, you become that, yeah. right? And we're wizards fighting. That Granny Weatherwax did that with uh, the Red Kelly in Discworld. Yes. That shit is, that, it's really interesting mm-hmm. whenever they get into that kind of battle. I, I love seeing that kind of thing, because... Uh, it really is like um, two kids like on a playground going, yeah, I know you are, but I can do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you are. I can do this. You know, it's like. Yeah, basically. Um, I'm I'm an ant. I'll bite you and then or, you know, yeah, just it's like, like it's level like up. Elite rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> yeah. Right? The ultimate rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, exactly. Just become anything. Just let your give your imagination free reign. Yeah. The beginning of the uh, volume, because this is volume one that we read, mm-hmm. um, the people that entrap Morpheus, the mm-hmm. Sandman in the glass orb, uh, those are connected, I think, to real people. Because I was reading the annotated mm-hmm. footnotes, and uh, those are actual Satanists, yeah. it, like historical Satanists. You know Crowley? Oh, yeah. 
and all that. Yeah. So he actually references those people in this story. Yeah. The, and, the guy, the Magus who traps the main character Morpheus, he was he was apparently Alistair Crowley's like arch nemesis in like trying to like uh, discover actual occultism and, and magic. And uh, yeah, Neil Gaiman kind of just used that guy as a, a kind of uh, catalyst for his whole fucking story. And yeah, I was uh, that was pretty interesting because yeah, I read I read a good bit of the annotated stuff whenever I had it too, and it's uh. Were you ever a Satanist? No. I, I mean, I, I I'm not religious in the first. I I, mytholo- I love mythologies and I love studying them. I'm not very religious in the first place. Since I'm not religious, why would I go inside for the religion that's supposed to be the dark side? And I understand the idea of, oh, well, it's misinterpreted. He was an angel and it's fallen. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Look. That's more stories. <laughs> oh, yeah, more stories. And also every Satanist I've ever seen, like. I was hoping we get to this part. Yeah. They, they, what do you think of them? I mean, like the head Satanist dude is like this bald cue ball looking dude who looks like a Bond villain. I'm like, y'all don't. Y'all. But they're lame. They're lame. That's the thing about Satanists. Pretty the, pretentious. I don't know what the first ones were like. Maybe they were pretty badass. They meant it, maybe or whatever. But over the years, yeah, they've they're pretentious and lame. Yeah. They're so impotent and and they're they're lame. There's just literally no other word for them. You look at them and it's like looking at a limp dick. It's just like that's what Satanism is culturally, right? It's like it's like religious hot topic. Yeah. And it's how you gonna make it really is. It's like how are you gonna make your whole religion about negating another religion, right? That's lame. Yeah. Right? Very derivative. Yeah, it's derivative. <laughs> and it reinforces Christianity because all you're doing is reminding people of the boundary. You're just doing what they don't do. Yeah. Right. And if you make your whole thing about not doing what they you just have another set of rules. It's the same fucking thing. Right? It's the same and then it's yeah. It's like imagine you, you broke up with somebody, then you spent your whole dating life just doing what they don't do, right? And it's and like that'll show them. It's like what the fuck? No. And then also with the Satanist thing, it's like uh, we all kind of <laughs> understand there's like a balance of like good and evil. Like that's like classic fucking trope. With Satanists, they're basically like, okay, Satan's not evil, but also they're not saying like God is evil. So it's like there's good, then there's minor good. What's the evil? Where's what's the 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 evil is in how bored I am of them. That's how <laughs> that's the evil in Satanism is how fucking boring they are. That's that's their problem. They're boring people. They need to get away from that shit and be interesting. And that's kind of it. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, they have these um, th- like they'll do things. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like it's like. I don't know, man. It's like watching an HR lady try to be a bad girl, you know? And it's like, we're going to have an orgy now. I'm going to make a spreadsheet of, you know what I mean? Of all the participants. And I'll extend an invitation formal. And we're going to meet on this day. We're going to have an orgy. It's like, just go fuck each other. Kill a goat, you know? Suck a goat's dick. I don't know. Like, dude, like, be interesting. They're not interesting. They're like, no, we're vegan. You know, a lot of Satanists are vegan. Yeah. That, that is a, a you, very you, common thing. <clears throat> Vegan Satanists are super common for they, some fucking reason. Not they're for like, some reason, because they're lame. Yeah. I, I, like, to me, I would think <laughs> that a Satanist would be, like, all about, because they, I, to me, they would used to be about, like, rituals and 
you know, sacrificing blood, stuff, magic, yeah, blood, witchcraft, shit power, like that. power. Yeah, you'd think they would want to eat meat, you know, like we're gonna sacrifice a goat and then we're gonna go eat a steak. Salad. Right? Yeah, no. <laughs> Let's uh, some vegan tuna or some shit. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, okay, in that, in the sense that vegan tuna is an abomination before all living entities, yeah, maybe, maybe that's evil. But they're vegan, they're politically correct, they're very, um, they tend to be very woke, right? They're very sensitive and empathetic and they give to charities and stuff like that because they're trying to do what the church doesn't do. Yeah. Right? And, um, I don't know. They should. Uh, I hope real Satanists come one day and sacrifice them to the Dark Lord. That's what they deserve because they act like sacrifice them to sheep. death. Yeah. How do you think? Of, what do you think of death being a woman? Death being a woman. Hey, eh, you know, dreams it's fine. older sister. It's cool. It's kind of like it's kind of like when God was in Lannis Morissette in. Um, <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? In oh, that I, movie. I did love that. Uh, yeah, it's Dogma. fine. Dogma. Yeah. That was a great movie. It's cool, it, but it's it's kind of that, and uh, and I was like, yeah, that's cool. She could be a chick. I don't care. Her the death novel is graphic novel is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would recommend that. Uh, but yeah, did you get to see all the endless destiny destruction? Desire, delirium, despair. Yeah, I don't think I saw all of them. Delirium used to be delight. Then she went insane. I don't think I saw that one. Um, I saw despair, desire, death. Um, Destiny had the book. Mm-hmm. Destruction is the brother that ran away. Um, yeah, I don't think they revealed him yeah. in this one in this volume. Yeah, that that whole family dynamic is fucking nuts. It's mm-hmm. uh. Yeah, desire and despair definitely fuck around with shit they shouldn't. And then death comes in and is like, uh, I'm more powerful than most of all of you. Yeah. And she just stops it all. This seems like just like a real family dynamic. <laughs> it feels like my family's dynamic. All right. Well, uh, we got to kind of come to a close. We got to hard out a little bit. Oh, okay. Let's do it. Cool. Wait, what cool. time is it right now? Okay. Yep. Well, wait, wait a minute. Any concluding statements about anything we talked um, about i mean Satanists it, suck generally yeah um we're all kind of a little bit of psychopaths or a little bit evil like we have all a little bit evil in us and can do some fucked up shit where yeah well we're just human yeah complicated all, all based around whatever stories we have in our heads <laughs> wow not bad for a couple people who can't focus on anything yep <laughs> yeah pretty good <laughs> <laughs> all right well it's been fun melissa yeah likewise i hope your face take care of your face okay it'll be fine you only get one you I'm gotta take care of it. it all right <laughs> just let me let me mother you a little bit right now that's all because i'm worried yeah just take it take care of it take care of yourself maybe put to appointment tiger. let's go to the video now <laughs> <laughs> oh dude if we we have the clip we have the security clip. God damn. Yeah, I can ask for it. Yeah. Oh, let's get it. All right. Excellent. Well, I guess we'll see that too. All right, everybody. Sweet. <laughs> All right. Anyway, thanks for joining us. Turtle Reads Pod. Tune in again another couple weeks. We'll see you then. Bye.